Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. Before we get started, a couple of things. First, Together, you, we, I, us donated $819 to Together Rising so far for the 50% of proceeds sale. And I totally cried in a coffee shop while typing in the credit card info. And you inspire me and make me want to be a better human. So thank you for listening. Thank you for buying. And that keeps going, that sale, uh, through this Friday. So um, you want to look at the sale details at kristenkelp.com. And you can just you can also pick up space. And if you're like, what is space? It helps you break up your phone. A student who just finished said, I was using my phone five to six hours on average at the beginning of the class. And now I average one to two hours a day. Huge drop. I feel like I have so much more internal space. That makes me so happy. You can pick that up at kristenkelp.com slash space. Yeah, you'll start automatically. Half the proceeds will go to Together Rising. It will be amazing. And the Breathwork for Overachievers was live last week. The recording is now available at breathehealrepeat.com. Or again, just pop on to kristenkalp.com, follow the links. And um, yeah, let's let's see if we can't raise another few hundred dollars for Together Rising before Friday. That would make me incredibly happy. And speaking of a better world and making one, which we are doing... I want to live in a world where women don't hesitate to sell their work at a fair price. And fair price is incredibly relative, but in general, more. Uh, and I want to live in a world where women advocate for their own time and well-being without apologizing. It frustrates me when I see people putting in endless hours on their businesses and ending up with no real return on that investment. And I'm talking spiritual, emotional, financial return, any kind of return at all. Nothing, not a zip. It, it's so frustrating. And then I'm, because of coaching, I'm way too familiar with women who are fighting for scraps of business time after they've taken care of chores, partners, pets, coworkers, kids, ailing family members, employees, dishes, or the, the next door neighbor's houseplants because they're on vacation. 
the deal is you don't have to live like that. You can have a profitable life-giving business and clear boundaries that come with that business. The boundaries are going to have to probably come first before the profitable life-giving business, or you can run yourself into the ground first. That'll usually help you learn. Um, so what we're talking about today is Ballsy with Nick MacArthur. Ballsy is an online course to help you sell more work with less frustration and hesitation if you identify as female. We help you do the inner work that's required to sell more products and services. And when I say inner work, that sounds sort of flimsy. What I mean is you dig around in your beliefs and your habits, those perpetual habitual things that you do that might not be <laughs> doing you the best service for yourself. You identify what's holding you back and you get rid of whatever no longer serves you. And that is, uh, that's Neville going apeshit. Okay. So this is not just raise your prices, go crush it, kill it, slay it, all that kind of thing. Advice. It is not that, um, in the words of a student, it is ballsy takes a very different perspective on business. It's not how to run a business like a dude. It's more like how to get past the bullshit we've been brought up thinking is normal. So we can do business like the brilliant women we are. And that message is very much needed. So that is going to be what you're listening to in Ballsy session one. It used to be behind a magical email wall thing. And then I'm like, dude, let's just let you listen to it. So Ballsy session one, you're not crazy is the first of the four sessions in Ballsy. Uh, you're going to listen to it now. And, um, it's my belief that you can learn to sell your work without apology or hesitation, not just selling it, but selling it without that pause before you talk about it. You don't have to give your work away, undercharge for it, or make up discounts on the spot because you're freaking out because that's too much of a credit card to run at a time. But you're going to have to be ballsy to get there. We start July 16th, and uh, you can go to ballsy.club. There's also a link in the magical show notes on your uh, podcast provider of choice. And uh, we'll get right to it. When you start, there's the make your money back challenge because we are desperate for you to make your money back. That's the first and most important thing uh, for us is that you aren't simply wasting your money, but that you're actively working on making your money back. So we're going to talk about how the course came to be in the next few minutes. We're going to talk about male privilege. It's a thing. Um, and let's talk about what that means, particularly for those who identify as female. We're going to talk about differences between being male and female in the world, particularly the rest Western world, uh, because that's where we live. And that's from Nick, who has lived as both a male and a female. So female until the last few years, two years, I believe, and then transitioned to male. And then we're going to talk about the differences between selling as a male and as a female. And that's with me, because I've ghostwritten and sold millions of dollars worth of products as both, quote unquote, a male and a female from the ghostwriting position. We're going to end it with three ways to get ballsier. Write this in it. Write this instant. In it. Minute. Instant. <laughs> and that will be that. So uh, you can read more about it at ballsy.club. Or you can join us from that same place. Uh, it's on our email list as well. It's in the show notes as well. I hope you um, find a way to get more ballsy with this whole deal. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you are thrilled. And uh, I hope it moves you to become a bigger, um, less apologetic human at this moment. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Hello, 
And welcome to session one of Ballsy. I am Kristen Kelp. This is Nick MacArthur. Hello. And we are here to jump right in with you. With uh, First we do letters, and then we do stories, and then we do concepts, and that is how we do. So in the interest of uh, diving in and being vulnerable first, like we do, uh, I'm going to give you a letter that I wrote to myself circa 2007. Here we go. Hey, Kristen, it's 2007. You've been married for a year now. You've been taught that being married is the be-all and end-all of goals as a female. How many times did you hear, marry a doctor or a lawyer, and you'll never have to worry about money growing up? You bought in and had the big dress and the fancy party and even had that moment when your mom wept because she was so happy for her only baby. You haven't yet realized that you want much, much more than the marriage as be-all and end-all model. It will be years before you take action, and it will be increasingly miserable, but you'll learn some things. In the interest of speeding those things up, here's what you'll learn. You're allowed to get bigger. You'll censor yourself, what you wear, what you say, what you make, and how you earn money to keep from getting too big. It won't work, but it will make you sharper, angrier, and more miserable for about a decade. No amount of shrinking on your part will allow a weak male to overtake you. He'll just shrink proportionally to remain in your shadow. When I say weak male, I mean your current husband, lest you think in the future you hate all males. You don't. Your voice is not a liability. You've just stopped teaching in the public school system and the principal said you could never work for anyone else because you're terrible at it. She's half right. You are terrible at working for someone else, but you make it work one more time. And then you go off and do your own thing in which your voice not only frees you, but pay the bills, pays the bills and helps to free others. Your voice is not a liability. It's a power that can't be taken from you. Revere it as such. You don't have to stay quiet, keep mum, bat down your opinions or go with the flow. Your most valuable assets lie in the parts of you screaming with a sense of sacred rebellion. You're an intuitive creature. Own it. You've been pressing down urgent cries from your intuition since six weeks after the wedding when you broke down sobbing right there on the bed and told him you didn't like being married anymore. He thought it was hormones or stress or the fruition of all those articles that say the first year of marriage is the hardest. He's put the incident behind him. You know better. Your body is trying to tell you things. Your intuition is screaming at you. You're not going to listen to it yet. But the pain of turning down your inner voice will teach you plenty of lessons for years to come. You're not being ungrateful just because you're married and live in America and he doesn't hit you, so what more could you want? You're not inherently flawed. You're only in the wrong marriage. Don't make the problem bigger than a single relationship that isn't working. The system is stacked against you. You will spend a lot of time pretending it isn't, and then a few years trying to understand the system itself. Feeling stuck in a female body when you've been given the ease of speaking, selling, and supporting your partner like a male will eventually come full circle and teach you how to relax into your feminine bits. It's all part of moving toward greater freedom. I wish I could tell you more or prevent the pain you'll be facing in the next decade, but instead I'll tell you that from right here in 2017, you're more than fine. You've never been freer or more alive than you are in this moment. To your freedom and vitality, 2017, Kristen. So good. Ooh, my turn. All right. <laughs> totally your turn. <clears throat> this is also a letter to myself from 10-ish years ago. 
All right, kid, I know what you're thinking. It's time, you're 22, you've got the house and the job and the husband. Heck, you've been married three whole years now. It's time. Time to settle down and make babies, get a less demanding job, or maybe no job at all because you're going to have those babies to take care of, don't you know? But God, you're gonna love those babies. You wanna be free, you're craving space and accomplishments and a big life, but instead you decide fitting in is your only option. You decide to rein it in. Longer hair, natural colors, grown up clothes. You've gotta be a mom now. You've decided. After all, that's what people that's what people in these women bodies do, isn't it? Better learn to cook. Kids need food, good food and baking, and these are signs that you're doing mothering right. You should probably learn to paint your nails also, and makeup. These are grown-up women things. Eventually, you will realize that these aren't the things that make women women. They are just the version of women that popular culture would have you believe. You'll also realize that living like this with, less, with a less demanding job, the longer hair, the shirts with cleavage, the cooking classes, and even the nail polish only adds to your misery. Eventually, you'll realize it's because you don't actually belong in this body at all, but that's a story for another day. Stay strong, little one. You do the very hell out of being a girl just to prove you can, but after that, you'll be set free. They're so hard. I love that you're writing to yourself as a female and you're like, oh God, just keep going. I can't tell you just, what happens. Just do it. <laughs> you have to. It's part of the journey and shit. <laughs> no one likes the journey, just so we're clear. The journey is bullshit. It is. Learning things sucks. Right? <sighs> so, but here we are. So bad. So what does all of this have to do with selling everything? Because we, well, I am a female he used to be a female. That's a journey in and of itself for a different time. And um, the way that we sell as females is different than the way we sell as males. And the way that we learn to sell is a long slog. Um, so this class started because I was like, I was outraged. And I don't use that word lightly. And so I called Nick up and I was like, this is happening. I can't even believe that this is happening. And he was, like, he was like, but these, they're just, just, this is not, they're just being ballsy. I mean, yeah, it's ballsy, but it's not like, mm. this is how men do. <laughs> and I was like, but I want to, but that's not, but I, oh, that's not fair. And I was like, you're right. It sure the fuck isn't <laughs> just the way it is. So, so we figured, yeah, we'll make yeah. this class. So, uh, there's a company, I'm not going to tell you who it is. And they sent an email that was basically, um, I'm not going to give you the email because you would be able to figure it out. But it was, uh, here's the synopsis. One, we're making an event. Two, here are the dates. Three, here's the location. Four, here's the price. Buy your seat. Um, they're making a conference and they aren't telling you like who is speaking, how many speakers are there, what else will be happening? Will there be breakout sessions? How, why would I go to Bumblefuck, Idaho for no reason whatsoever? And why would I buy a ticket before I know any of the details, such as who is speaking when what I'm going to learn. And this email was sent to, like, it's not a small company. So uh, I'm guessing like bare minimum, 80,000 people got this email, bare minimum. And I was stunned. And when I get stunned, I get really articulate when I'm angry. So let me just make a list of um, what made me like stunned slash angry slash led to this class. First, they were taking up space and there was no hesitancy whatsoever. So they like, this will be amazing, even though there are no speakers. Like I get if you have like Brene Brown speaking and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. But there wasn't even a headliner and then we'll fill in the details later. It was just, 
this is going to be amazing by your seat. Um, we're not, we don't know any other details. Just buy it. That made me angry. Number two, the price. There were 400 seats starting at $5.99 in Idaho and not Boise, some town I've never heard of, um, which is $349,500 gross for an event in the middle of nowhere with no speakers or topics announced. Literally none, but mark your calendar. Okay. Three, there was urgency. You need to buy before you know who's coming, what they're talking about, or whether the topics on the agenda affect your business. Four, this was a direct offer sending to tens of thousands of people, even though it didn't have those things that most of us would regard as necessary for a conference, like who is going to be speaking and what will you be teaching? So, and then finally, it was this sense of unobtainium, like this will sell out. Okay, well, are you serious right now? Like you're hitting me with the, this will sell out from the beginning, even though there's nothing else going on, there are no details. Like I can't even, it still makes me so mad. Imagine if you showed up and it was like a conference about pancakes, but because you didn't even know what it was about. So you couldn't even have known that it was about pancakes and you just paid all that (sighs) money to go to Idaho for pancake conferences. I mean, actually pancakes in Idaho would probably be like legit with home fries. Like they're big home fries. (laughs) But like that's what they sold you. You don't know. Is it even about business? No idea. About- and I got so angry that this class happened. So I guess good things came out of it. Because and so can we just introduce the idea of of selling, particularly being ballsy as a spectrum? And so all the way at the left, you have this sense of like the the horrible way that mail goes wrong, like all the way to Trump, which is like, one, I'm awesome. Two, give me your money. And there's no sense of relationship. There are no details. There's no like supporting facts or testimonials or reasons. It's just one, I'm awesome, two, give me your money, which is like all the way extreme male. And when it goes awry, it ends up like Donald Trump. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then at the other end of the spectrum, we have the female, which is there are women that I know that have like literally. 10 to 20,000 visitors a day at their websites that make less money than I do way less money because they're just all about um, really small models of making a living because they aren't willing to sell what they're doing for more than a, a negligible profit or they make no money at all because it's just a hobby. It's just a really popular hobby that takes up all of their time and energy and they have relationships as a result of their business. Like they have friends and coworkers and admirers and, you know, 140,000 Instagram followers, but they don't actually have dollars. So the female gone awry is just, I have relationships and meaning and I don't have any money. And, and the male gone awry is I have no relationships or meaning, but I do have money. So, all of it. Oh, so much money. <laughs> so much. 149 grand sitting in the middle of Idaho. <laughs> like just, Yeah. So ballsy is being somewhere in the middle, which is this healthy marriage of the feminine and the masculine. Um, my marriage of feminine and masculine is that I have ghostwritten seven figures worth of books as a male, and um, and I've also ghostwritten as a female, but very not me as in that female role. And then, of course, I'll let Nick tell you about his marriage of the masculine and the feminine. And my role in the marriage of it all is realizing that like, Oh wait, they really do treat men and women different. When I went from being a woman to being a man, I realized that real quick when all <laughs> of a sudden everyone gendered me as male and out in like the world and like 
huh, what I wanted for dinner mattered more than what she wanted for dinner, and I probably should order for my wife. And, hmm, they really do listen to you and just trust that the words that come out of your mouth are facts when you're a guy. And they're looking to you for your opinion versus ignoring your opinion and uh, all sorts of other crazy things. That That is how my marriage of the masculine and feminine came about, was becoming a dude. Yeah, but without, and I didn't want to come off as like the bitter, angry one that's like, for sure, guys are treated differently, for sure. And then then you transitioned and it was like, well, there you go. So you like, he can tell Uh, you. The number one thing my wife says is that like the greatest thing out of me becoming a man is the fact that like, she's not this crazy person anymore because women are seen as this like crazy person who's making it all up. But the truth is, is like, that shit's real. Like, the stark difference between how I'm treated now versus how I was treated then is just undeniable. Yeah. So this is about uh, you're not crazy, which is the very first thing to talk about. And so Nick is going to talk about, because that's his experience, the differences just between, excuse me, being male and being female in the world, which I do not have experience as. So there you go. Yeah. So you are not crazy. Men do believe that they are worth more just for being alive. And women believe that they have to earn their worth. Last time, let's think about all these women that are taking this course that I bet you have been told a thousand times or at least 10, you should totally (laughs) teach a workshop about that. You're so amazing. You should totally teach a workshop about that. And then you, you say to yourself, oh no, I could never. And you just take the compliment. It's like they were just saying nice things because they're nice people. And that men are just like, you know what? I should teach a workshop about that. I'm amazing. <laughs> and then and then people actually show up, even though no one told them that they wanted them to teach a workshop about that. Mm-hmm. Men are taught to speak up and be a leader and get what they have coming to them. And women are taught to keep the peace, speak softly, smile. Don't nice girls smile. Mm-hmm. There are, men are taught that if you're too quiet or, or too quiet or too sensitive, then you're a pussy. And if a woman is quiet and sensitive, she's doing it just right. If she's loud, if she's she's going after something, if she's too aggressive, then she's a bitch and she's wrong. Mm-hmm. Are taught that when they when they speak, that people should just trust what they say is important. Women need to wait their turn and make make sure that like when they do actually get their chance to speak, they better fucking make it count because it's the only chance they're going to get to make an impression. And still, no one's going to believe them until a man backs up what they said. Welcome, yep. man-splaining. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the fact that that many women think that, like, oh, this is just, just a nice hobby. This is just this fun thing that I do. And when you think about women specifically as photographers, because I was once a woman photographer, the number of times that, that my male cl- clients were like, so uh, you just do this part-time as a hobby, huh? Is this... This is, must be a really nice way to bring in extra, extra money for your family, you know? You could probably buy shoes with this money. Whereas I don't believe that any men, none of my friends that are male photographers have ever been asked, like, oh, so this is like a nice little side hustle you have here while you're taking care of the kids, huh? Is it like... Is this how you buy wine a, spritzers? This must be right? your wine money. This must be your wine money. <laughs> men don't get told these things. Men's careers are not their hobbies, Women's careers are somehow seen as being their hobbies. These are the just some of the many subtle differences. Men believe that it is their ability to take up more physical space in the world because 
heaven forbid they let their legs touch their balls. It's not allowed. You have to spread it. You just, no. Women are taught that they should cross their legs and their ankles and their arms and maybe just shrug their shoulders in and hunch over a little, that they should just be as small as humanly possible. There are huge differences. Women are taught that they shouldn't even be able to order their own meal at a restaurant, that their husband or their partner or whoever is taking them out for a night on the town should be the one that chooses what they eat and what they drink. The world is different for men and for women. And the sooner we actually acknowledge it, and instead of just getting angry at it and letting it burn up and destroy us, actually take action, then things like that will start to change. Yes. And the differences between men and women in selling is um, you can have two amazing human beings. First, okay, for, I just it keeps coming up. Um, the difference between, so I do some ghostwriting, and the difference between, I want to illustrate between when a man sends me a book and when a female sends me a book, and they're like, please just look over it. Now, these two people are married and contacted me independently, and um, I love them both very, very much, and they are both very, very wise. When the female contacted me, unbeknownst to her male partner, what she sent me was like, this articulate, well-developed, like pre-graphic designed, like absolutely wonderful, like what I would consider to be like a third or fourth draft. And she was like, I just don't think it's enough. I don't know. And I was like, you don't need me. There you go. Have a good day. And then her husband contacted me and it was like 12, 12 pages in a word doc that hadn't been spell checked. And was like, this is my book. What do you think? And I was like, well, I think that there's, um, here are some questions that I would ask to get some more words. And here's, you know, so I gave a list of feedback and whatever, but like both of them contacted me with the same degree of confidence, if not the male having more confidence, even though his book sucked. It sucked hard. But they were like the same book, like they were working on it together or they no. both had separate books. They had separate projects and they contacted mm. me independent of one another, independently from one another. And the guy's book sucked. And you know what happened? The guy was like, yeah, I don't feel like answering your questions. Ran it through spell check and it's available on Kindle. Like it's, he's, it's already selling. And hers, God only knows if, if we will see it, when we will see it. And it is like a hundred times better than his. Such is life. <laughs> So, so like, but like kudos to him. He's earning money with his shitty project and hers might never see the light of day. And that is a tragedy for us all. And when it comes to ghostwriting and to selling as a male and as a female, the same thing plays out times like hundreds of thousands of dollars in difference. So uh, ghostwriting as a female, there would be like, contact me if you have any questions and I will hold your hand and I will walk you through this and just let me know. And uh, so much relationship building. So for every five emails she would answer, she would make a sale specific to the product. Whereas when I'm ghostwriting as a male, it's basically like, blam, this is awesome. Blam, here's what you'll learn. Blam, here are 15 testimonials. Buy it or don't. It's on sale right now. And the emails that he answers are like, I lost my password because I already bought it. It's not relationship building at all. It's like fucking buy it. And they buy it. And then they're like, oh, I messed up or I lost my password or I can't find this thing. He only answers like technical related oh. emails and relationship building is not something that's part of his like required things when he's doing selling. And with her, it was just always all about the relationship and the money was this like secondary sort of thing. 
And so even if they both end up with a lot of sales, like seven figures in sales on both sides, um, the female has worked so much harder to get them than the male has. And it's partially because as a society, we're set to look to males as leaders. That's the way our, like, I'm not American, but our president is a male, even if he's a <laughs> Like, there hasn't been a, a female president. And so we, like, our whole hierarchy of, of life is like, you look to a male for leadership. And so it makes sense that, like, in our weird subconscious that we're looking even in the products we buy, well, he's a man. And so I look to him for leadership. So he's written this thing about this thing that I want to read. I'm looking to him. Whereas we have to like make a woman earn our leadership. We have to make her like earn the fact that she might know what she's talking about, about this thing that she makes Maybe. a living at. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like it's, fucked up but it's still just the truth currently yes and when nick decided we were talking one day and he was like when i transitioned and when i started to like fully present as male and those photos came out on the instagrams and the social medias and whatnot um the number of male clients that you had went from like zero to being half of your client base and i was like why why is that why is that what is what is going men on are not, men are not taught ever to look to females for leadership outside of their mom. And so if you think about the relationship men often have with their moms, not always, but often, it's then the like mom nurtures them and makes them feel good about themselves. And so it makes sense that like their natural progression would not to be to go to a woman to, to like lead or guide them or give them criticism hell no like <laughs> yeah. that's a hard no for most men i'm not no. saying all oh, this is not a men bashing like whatever but like that is we look we look to men for leadership and we look to women for nurturing and love and support and so subconsciously it makes sense in their minds that they wouldn't it, they, they wouldn't even think that that's what they're doing they wouldn't they're like oh i don't have a problem with women what are you talking about if a woman's if a woman is better at me than something at me than me at something, I would have no problem going to her. The thing is, is that there aren't any women that are better than me at something, which is <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And when you ask a woman to to like cite say five role models, um, when I think of those in my head, there's a mixture of male and female. And when you ask a man typically to cite role models, they will typically be all male, with the occasional mm -hmm. like Mother Teresa. You know, but right. but for the vast majority of the time, just as an experiment, ask people to list five role models and watch those gender dynamics play out. It's that's a very valid point. Look at you go right without being right. like and with no hatred behind it. Just like no. that's the way, at least in our culture in Canada and the United States, it's just embedded into the the fabric of society. Is that women may look to males and females, males may look to males. If you look to females, you're not a man. Or you are not a very straight man. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like, if you're going to like women, you better be gay because then you're allowed to like women, not just want to fuck yeah. them. Like, that's the rule. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's mind-bending. It is. So you're not crazy is the important thing here. Um, and then 
oh, I wanted to talk about the differences between being male and female again in the world with that spectrum that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, partner, who is male, is uh, he manages a company with 20 employees and they are all male. So it's a, there, there is no feminine energy whatsoever there. And he was, we were talking about web traffic and like technical things one day. And he said, oh yeah. Um, he told me how many website hits a day his website gets for the company. And then I was like, but no, that's like one tenth of what I get. And I like, I hit six figure numbers with my business. Their business hits the seven figures. I'm like, well into the seven figures. And I was like, let me just get straight here that um, I do all this work and all this time, and this is my living, and I get 10 times the traffic of your company, and I make one-tenth the money of your company. And he was like, yes, that's true, yes, yes. And then I fell down and cried for at least 15 minutes of just like, my life is worthless and has no meaning sobbing. So As one does. Because <laughs> like, why? Why try at that point? Like, what? what is the point? And it's because their company is so like Trumpian all the way to the end in terms of uh, when you sign up for a quote or show any interest, you get literally a text message, an email, and a phone call simultaneously. They have aggressive follow-up built into all of the systems that they go through. And it's all about extracting money as quickly as possible from you. And if you don't want to, any, want to give them money, then fuck you. Bye. Okay. There's no relationship whatsoever. So it's, it's an unhealthy end, but it's still one-tenth the traffic, 10 times the money. And then there's me. And then you might be listening to this and have... 10 times the traffic that I do and make one tenth the amount of money that I do. And that's the unhealthy feminine end of the spectrum, which is you work constantly. You don't get paid a living wage for what you do. And it's all about, you're just constantly managing and trying to have relationships and you don't have boundaries around them. And you're just like, everyone takes advantage of me all the time and I don't get compensated well for it. So we're just trying to move toward the center to that healthy place where you're balancing the two, where you do extract money from people every now and again, but not in a bad way, but where you're not just constantly managing relationships and trying to take care of people at two o'clock in the morning via Facebook Messenger. And I think even worse is there's also the feminine side that like will never, doesn't even have the web traffic because they'll never even tell anyone that they're doing this amazing thing. Oh, God, that's the worst. I didn't even think right? of that. That one. is the worst. We could go oh, even worse. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that even worse is that you have this amazing gift. You have this amazing skill, talent thing, like life force inside of you and you are just doing it in secret because it probably isn't good enough in your mind. That is the even worse part. That makes me want to cry. So this is the like the out your secrets club, like your secret genius is like, yes, yes, the world needs that. The world does not need more money extractor people because there are so many of those. Yeah. That's, that's sad. We will talk about that more later, I am sure. I am um, sure. Oh, and then we talked about the reasons that people buy and procrastination as a male and a female thing. Do you remember when we were talking about this? We were like, oh, we're adding this to the class. As like in the last 24 hours, why do why do men not give a shit? It's fine. They just buy whenever they like it. And females like wait. Yeah. Because here's the thing is that men, I want this thing. I deserve it. And then I buy it. And women go, oh, I want this thing. Ooh, it's going to make me bigger. Ooh, that's scary. I don't know. I don't think I deserve it. I don't, no, I don't, I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. Okay. 
well, I still really want it. Hmm, this email feels like it's speaking right to me. My soul lights up a little. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I probably am not good enough for that. Or like, well, I don't know. Maybe we, we probably don't have the money because my husband's going to Mexico next week. So I probably can't buy this $100 class. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I just... Uh, plus, my kids have need new hockey equipment and... And my partner, he's he's got a yeah. He probably he wants that new car, so I probably don't need this two hundred dollar class. Yeah, because, uh, but my soul lights up, and I'm a. Huh. We can't have the kids using old hockey sticks. We just can't have it. <laughs> uh, organic produce, uh, like this is what happens to women. But men, once again, mm, I want this thing. Well, yeah, there's money in the bank account. Yeah, okay. Well, it's going to make me better. So even if there wasn't money in the bank account, I bet you I can make my money back with this thing. Hmm. All the other cool kids have it. Yep. I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. I wanted it and I got it. Have you ever, you know, the American Beauty movie mm-hmm. when uh, he's like, I wanted it, so I got it. I rule. <laughs> and he bought like a Corvette or something. Like, and he's like, yeah, rule. Like, that is how men think. I wanted it, so I bought it. I rule. That's yeah. Women have to like beat themselves up about it and decide if they really deserve it, and maybe like bring it up in passing to their spouses. Like, hey, so I saw this thing. Me, yeah. No, you don't think I need it? Yeah, me either. That's stupid. Like, <laughs> my soul doesn't light up. No, 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 yep. no. No, my soul. Just it's little. It gets lighter a little bit, but it's not that much lightness. It's not. It's not like ninety nine dollars worth of lightness. That's no. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That is the difference. And so women finally, at the last minute, well, their FOMO kicks in, and they're like, oh, or they they like give a blowjob in order to like. Yeah, I really did like that thing. Oh, I can't have it? Okay, sure. <laughs> like, or even even if they're not waiting for permission from someone else, they feel like if they if I just go do this other thing for everyone else, then I'm worthy of this thing over here for me. You know? That's why women wait until the very last moment. And that's why men go, I wanted it, and so I bought it. I rule. Yeah, so part of the ghostwriting for males might just be that the male is selling to other males, so the decisions come uh, in much more quickly. Versus selling to females is there is that like you have to gently nudge along and then have deadlines and then nudge some more um, because you're overcoming all of that resistance that comes in with society and earning it, which is another issue altogether. A whole other thing. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, your assignment for today post listening to this and it is not sales related. So don't be like, I can just skip it. Cause this is not going to help me sell shit. Okay. No, this is the underlying, the thing beneath the thing that affects the way that you sell things and the way that you move in the world and the way that you have secret projects, but don't show them to people. This is, these are the things that affect those things. All right. Number one, number one thing you're going to do to get ballsier right this instant is you are going to practice taking up space. You are going to sit a little bit taller with your shoulders back and you're going to just be a little bit wider and like you are going to like move to where you want to move instead of shuffling around somebody and you are going to to like just take up space even on your own damn couch. This doesn't even mean you have to like take the center like the armrest between you and the person on the airplane. You don't have to buy a plane ticket to practice this. (laughs) 
You can just do it in your own house. Like if you have kids, you know how easy it is for the kids to all pile up on you and around you. And I would just like you to take a breath and just say, hey, I'd like a little space. And give yourself a little damn space on the couch. Can you do that today? Just take up some space. Just a little bit. Number two thing that you are going to do to be ballsier right this instant is you are going to say out loud to yourself what it is that you would like. This doesn't mean like big over like arcing theories in life. This just means like, hmm, what would I like for dinner today? (laughs) For me, what would I like to drink when someone asks you, your partner, your whatever, your friend, when you're going out for dinner and they say, what do you want to do? Don't just say, whatever, whatever, wherever you want to go is fine. Say, I would like to eat blank. If this is too much for you, if this is too big, which I'm not like, it sounds a little bit like I'm joking, but I am the person who's like, whatever you want, dear. If this is too big for you, you can give two options and then let them choose. This is a, You can ease into it. You can, you can say, I would love to eat at this Italian restaurant or I would like to have Chinese food. Why don't you choose which one? You've given, you've just given a little bit of talking, a little bit of space taking up there. Um, And then you can also practice expressing your opinions. These are the the third one, just having an opinion about something. It's much bigger. (laughs) It's picking what you want to eat for dinner is easier. It's true than expressing your opinions, not letting others cut you off, not letting them tell you that your opinion is wrong because opinions cannot be wrong. That's not a thing. It doesn't mean that it's, you have to like all of a sudden express your opinion about whether you should sell your house right away all of a sudden to your spouse and be like, no, we're not selling the house. I mean, you can, but if that's too big for you, you could just express your opinion about the color on the walls of the house. You could express your opinion about your lunch. You can express your opinion about Donald Trump. You could express your opinion about your grass or a flower or like, you can express your opinion about anything, but don't let them cut you off. Don't let them shut you down. Mm -hmm. And that's anybody, because this is, again, this is not some male-hating shit. Like, you have women in your life that cut you off and kids and probably your dog if you're enough of a pushover. So this is is just about space in general with everyone. And if you've noticed me through the video, you can like go and speed it up and watch again. Like I've consciously been like, and we're rolling back yeah. and we're rolling back. Like it, it's for some, like it's just built in to like to squinch and scrunch and just get smaller. And we, and you continually roll back and get bigger. That's the game. And a lot of people think that like, now that I'm a dude, that I, that it's just easy for me to take up space. It is not. We joke all the time in my house that my wife is like a pretty good husband and I'm an amazing wife because I still, like I've still been socialized as a woman for 30 years and so I have a hard time expressing my opinion and I, it is really easy for me to just like defer to my wife for decision making because she is not a woman who has a hard time making a decision. (laughs) Um, And... And it's hard work even for me. And I am treated like a man all the time now where people think that my opinions matter and the things that I say are true just because I said them. And 
that I should drive the car and I should decide where we're going and I should make more money and a whole bunch of other things. It just It's just hard. It's, it's a learned practice and you've spent your whole life learning to be a certain way and it's harder than it appears. So don't feel bad because it causes stress and anxiety and panic and uh, anger and shame and all sorts of things in you. It just, you have to just start somewhere. And for some people, it will be little tiny steps. And for some people, it'll be like, well, fuck that. We're moving. Like, you know, like for some, like it just depends. It just depends on who you are. And I think, I think that it's important to know that like, it will be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's naive to think that the people around you will be used to it or like it. Mm-hmm. It will take some getting used to. It's naive to think that like you stepping into fully who you are and your power and, and like into just taking up even a little bit more space might not be uncomfortable for anyone around you. It's naive to think that. So just get ready. It's going to be okay. Come back and see us soon. It'll be good. We got, we've got more for you. It will be. It will be so good. It will be so good. And uh, we will see you um, either in the class, if you're listening to this beforehand, or in the comments and all of our community bits below. And we'll talk about all these things. So let's go do that thing. So peace out. Session one. We're good. All right. That is that. As Nick's wife and gorgeous human Anna Kanucky says, stop beating yourself up for not being able to do bigger things and get to work doing the things you can go ahead and do right now. You'll be amazed at how taking small actions will inexorably make you capable of bigger and braver actions, especially as compared to wringing your hands. That, it turns out, is not very effective at all. Again, it is ballsy.club to join us. Our online class starts soon, July 16th. And if you have any questions whatsoever, I am at k at kristenkelp.com or there's a magical contact form at ballsy.club. I'm here for you. Nick is here for you. And we cannot wait to get started with Ballsy. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now 
And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.